Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm Larry Wydell, and before we get started, if you want to know exactly how to win again and again, go to WydellOnWinning.com forward slash webinar now to watch something I've put together for you. Now let's get going into this episode of Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm here talking with Robbie Clark. Hello, Robbie. How you doing, Larry? <laughs> yeah, and Robbie's in L.A. We're talking about winning. And Robbie said uh, the last time we talked, I try to pretend in business that I'm terrible <laughs> at everything. <laughs> and uh, how did you get that, that concept? Where did that come to you? Yeah, that concept was to, uh, again, to really like, just expedite my thought process in, in building out teams because I ultimately I knew like I told my, my first agent who I still work with uh, uh, now after buying our second property that you know I was going to have over 100 properties I wasn't sure how I was going to do it I didn't have the resources the money the credit the anything but I knew I was going to get it done because uh, once I once I you know focus on that task um, I'm always confident that I can accomplish it and a lot of that comes from acting being around these incredible people when I was younger really helped me give that belief like well if they can do it then i can do this as well you know uh, familiarity breeds uh contempt but it can also breed confidence as well too if your mindset is in the in the in the right position so for me it you know i grew appreciation and uh and confidence from what i was around and applied that to anything i uh i did in life and, and business was the next big feat uh that i wanted to to climb and, I, and that's the headset that i I got into because I understood as you get more and more staff, um, you know, I just, I, to myself, I tell myself that, you know, if you're doing all the positions, you're taking opportunities away from someone else. And if you really want the time to learn and focus on other big things, then it's, that's my position as an owner. I know that's not really a small business mentality and not everybody can do that, but that was always my approach. If I want to provide the most value, then I got to create opportunity for everyone. And I shouldn't be responsible for making all the, all the day-to-day uh, uh, decisions and, and for my team and everyone I got to focus on learning and learning and bringing good ideas and maybe some work maybe some don't but um, that's how you provide the most value in my mind and uh, uh, how did you you know they said about it, <laughs> the joke is if uh, how hard is acting if acting was hard uh, or someone said acting acting's not hard Shirley Temple did uh, learned it uh had it down at age four you know and uh, <laughs> you know you could dismiss that thing but you know there, we all know there's great actors out there and we all have our favorites and it's an art it's a craft but the point is it's still an individual type thing and you see most of the people that are successful in that thing try i mean they're getting involved in businesses along the way uh and so it's not just the people who fail in acting or run out of jobs and get involved in other businesses. You know, sooner or later, you you like some stability. So how long did it take you to, did you ever get up to your 100? Because I know you diverted and you got other businesses going. How long did you stay exclusively in the real estate before you morphed over into these other uh, opportunities? Well, the other ones kind of, so yeah, to, to Put it mildly, Sid, Sid developments in, in our real estate is, is 95% per, percent of uh, like my mind frame when I'm thinking about businesses. The majority of what I'm doing is learning. I have the most developed team in that company of, of the other ones. And uh, yeah, we're at, we're at close to 500 properties now. So we, we flew by that, um, um, that 100, 100 mark um, a while ago. But 
you know, I, I still put the energy in there. My goal is to, uh, you know, we, we go to towns that really need the, the work that we're doing. So we find depressed uh, properties and then we renovate them and then um, uh, do a lot of affordable rentals in those cities as well too. But we're taking these homes away from terrible landlords who have not done anything with their properties and, uh, and, and just try to, you know, add value to every city we're going to. And we also go to cities that have lack development. They're under the price of build. So there's not many, there's nobody there really renovating typically when we first go in there. So our job is to kind of, you know, fluff the city a bit, if you will, and, and make sure that we can bring up this uh, unused inventory to where it needs to be. Because a big problem with Canada, especially Ontario, but Canada wide is that we don't have enough inventory uh, for, for people in general, let alone the immigration that's, that's moving in. And so, you know, that's, um, uh, the other businesses that I've started up, I've always tried to do them with, with uh, another uh, partner, like an operating partner, because I understood where my focus needed to be. So even though I have these other companies, I'm not as uh, active in those as, as uh, Sid. Um, I, you know, I've tried to, um, like I said, place, place other teams there and other operating managers and partners that uh, are better uh, at the, that industry than I am in just to, to make it succeed. But truth be told, like you can't juggle, you can only juggle so many balls, right? The best singer in the world is probably not going to be the best actor and you're, you're not going to be the best athlete if you're, if you're focused on acting. And, uh, you know, the, the real estate is definitely um, the largest business by far in what we're doing because that's where all my energy and focus is. Um, and to bring a point, because you said acting, like, you know, that's one thing people wonder a lot, like, well, aren't you, either you're a good actor or you're not, aren't you just kind of born with it? And this is where I learned kind of like that the world doesn't work like that, because if that were the case, you know, when your mind frame is negative, you would still get get roles and, and be OK. And I, I, I didn't find that to be the case with me at all. Right. I, even if I tried hard at a certain point, like pretend to get back in and try hard and felt like, oh, I definitely should have got it. I'm more experienced than this guy. I know I did a great job. For some reason, the universe wouldn't reward me <laughs> with a role because I, I had such a disdain for the industry that I was in. So you got to be open to receiving things. And practice makes perfect. If you're not, I'm from experience, when I was religiously working on my craft, I got everything. And when I stopped doing that and stopped being offered parts, I got nothing. So it doesn't matter what industry you're in. People have different acting styles they like. Some people love Kiana uh, and, and some idiots don't love Kiana. But, you know, at the same time, uh, they all put a ton of effort into their craft. And you go around the top actors in the world, they are obsessed with what they do. And there's something about being in that mindset even though acting styles are different, that allows uh, people to stay successful when they're there. And uh, would you, that's basically, you get a winning, to, get, to win, you have to have a winning edge. You have to have a mindset and it's a very tough thing to get. It's a very tough thing to describe, but it's like a zone, it's a frame of mind. And uh, I've always heard, you know, if you, you work forever to get yourself in that thing, and when you're there, you want to lock in and keep the blinders on, because if you lose it, it's really tough to get it back again. And you experienced that first in the acting world. Hey, listen, there's a lot of information online, but there aren't a lot of people who have actually done something. In my case, I've actually built a successful business that's accrued over $5 billion in assets under management and has done well even during trying times. Now, if you want to know exactly how I've done this, go to whiteellenwinning.com forward slash webinar now. 
I've compressed a decade of learning into five short weeks just for those of you who want to give yourself an incredible advantage and are tired of waiting and watching others move up. Yeah, 100%. And that's why you, you have to, I know they say it's cliche, you got to love what you do, but I love to learn, right? Like my, my things I'm trying to do next year, like, you know, I, I would love to, uh, you know, there's a few people I'd love to meet, some I have, but Elon Musk is, is on my list for one of the guys I, I, I would love to meet and have a conversation with, um, you know, uh, Joe Rogan, I would, I would love to be on, uh, uh, on there. I actually used to grapple with him in LA when I used to live here. Um, so there's certain people, my, my quest for business is really about knowledge more than anything. It's not about the money and things like that, which makes it easier to make financial decisions, I think. Um, because I've had it, I've lost it. You know, I'm convinced if it was all taken away again, which, which I did a few years ago, I got into a really, um, you know, bad lawsuit, unfortunately with uh, someone I was taking care of, I, in my mind, uh, you know, and someone real close and they really, they really screwed me. I put a bunch of assets under their name and, and I lost everything, uh, not only everything, but I was in a way worse position than I was at 21. Cause I had debt on top of that, that I couldn't pay. So I had to climb out from the bottom again with a 400 credit score, all my funds tied up in, in properties that I, I put under somebody else's name with, you know, uh, very loose contracts because just thought I could, I could trust them. And, uh, and I had to climb back from that. And that was like hell on wheels, uh, for me. And even then though, I, I, I was so convinced of where I, where I should be and whatnot that I knew that I would, uh, overcome that. And I did. So, you know, Mindset is so important. I, I, I feel invincible, but I'm not stupid. I, I, I know that I, I learn on a daily basis more than others. And I really enjoy learning um, more than anything. And that's what I think keeps me able to be consistent and not switch paths. Absolutely. There's one, it's one thing to be broke. You know, that's a, it's one thing to be, you know, you went bankrupt, but it's another thing to go bankrupt and you owe a ton of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got a guy, I, I have a, a, a guy I've been in business with for four decades. And the thing that I admire about him the most is that when he started with me, he was 400 grand in debt because he did what you did. He, uh, a similar thing. He, you know, had another business, but they decided where we're going to go into real estate and they bought an office building and uh, with the other guy, partnership, this, that, and the other. And as soon as the uh, things turned sour, this guy disappeared, leaving uh, my friend holding the bag. And when he started, he was 400 grand in the hole. And this was 1980. <laughs> that's what 400 grand <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of money. Wow. And the guy has never, you know, he's, Super successful. The thing I respect about him the most is he never asked me for any money. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, it like help me out of this and then I'll come in and be. And so you got to respect people to have that character. But it's a character building. It's either a destroyer or a character building experience. Unfortunately, uh, you wish you didn't have to go through those experiences to build, build that kind of character. But life is going to throw you things. And sometimes uh, the people you do the most for, uh, I think they take it for granted. It's the people that you trust the most, you least expect, and you give the most to. But somehow, especially if it relates to money, 
they're not interpret. Not everybody's going to be interpreting that uh, the way you think they're interpreting, and that can flip overnight. And so, when it comes to one of the things you learn is it's easier to have things in contracts written down, do things by the book, and uh, not create the opportunity. Because I was embezzled by well over a million dollars by my personal assistant. And I'm not alone in that. And uh, <laughs> it's just about everybody goes through that, you know, and uh, uh, or accountant and whatever. But the thing is that it's the people you don't suspect. So the tax attorney told me, he said, it's always the little silver haired uh, uh, grandmother at the bank that makes cookies for everybody that they find out was embezzling all the money. <laughs> yeah, the true sociopaths. Yeah, you yeah. know, and that's the second thing. Another thing with the fine, like when I went bankrupt the first time, it was lack of financial education. I really shouldn't have because the biggest bill I owed was access contributions to my RSPs when I was a minor. That, that right. happened from the union. And so I'd already spent those by that point. So I, I just didn't have the education around me or the right uh, guidance around me to go, hey, you didn't actually owe, owe that. So I actually filed for no reason uh, because I wasn't liable. The second time was a much bigger situation. I definitely didn't, I didn't file for bankruptcy. I refused to. Every single, uh, um, the, the lenders that were owed on the properties all got their capital. Um, even the creditors, like I had uh, a bill on me for Amex that I couldn't pay, right? Because I had, all my funds were tied up and now they were gone. Uh, I cleared that as well too. So I had to grind out back from the bottom with, with, with uh, like I said, no credit, but um, you know, that's just what you got to do. And I was even more determined at that time that I was going to make this work. And like you said, the you know universe, the world will throw you problems and your ability to problem solve them is what determines your success. The larger problems you have, the more successful you're going to be. And it, it, um, I was on this path anyways, but that certainly expedited some of my beliefs and, and thought patterns on how to uh, grow a business. And, uh, you know, yeah, it expedited, uh, it expedited my motivation. If you enjoyed what you've heard and are dead serious about finding out for yourself exactly how this works in the real world, I've taken the most valuable business lessons I've learned over 40 years and put them into something for you to watch. Go to whiteellowinnie.com forward slash webinar now in order to move up as fast as possible. I'm Larry Whitell and I run the Million Dollar Mastermind. Go, go, go.